Welcome to Book Bistro, where book lovers come to chat about the books they adore in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Wednesday, December 12th, 2018. I'm Shannon, and I'm joined by Jen, Sarah, Stacy, and Natalia for the second part of our Most Anticipated Books of 2019 show. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hello. Hello. So (laughs) we had a lot of fun talking about books last week. And so, of course, we want to talk about more great books that are coming out next year, which by the time people hear this next year will be like really, really soon. (laughs) So we're almost there. We are almost there. 2018 is almost gone. So before we dive in, I just want to say that we are continuing to share our top reads of 2018. You have seen several of them now if you are um, following our Facebook page. So if you haven't seen them yet, definitely head on over to Facebook and search for Book Bistro Podcast. You can like and or follow the page and that will allow you to see the lists that we have been sharing of our top reads of 2018. One list gets posted each week. So definitely check that out. If you want to get a hold of us for any reason, you can do that by Facebook as well, either by sending a message or just by commenting on one of our posts. You can also send us an email at thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. Right, without any further rambling from me, we can dive in. We are each going to talk about three more books that we are looking forward to, that each of these is being released at some point during 2019. Um, Some of them are pretty close to the beginning of the year, but there are a few that you'll have to wait a while for. And waiting for new bookities is so hard. All right, so Stacy will start us off, then I will follow, then Jen, then Sarah, and Natalia will finish us off, and we will begin again. I was really excited when I saw that this book was coming out. I read the first book in this trilogy, and then somehow I haven't had a chance to read the second book yet, but... I'm going to have to because the third one is coming out on February 26th. And that is An Unconditional Freedom by Alyssa Cole. It is, um, oh gosh, League, The Loyal League Book Three. So it's An Unconditional Freedom, The Loyal League Book Three by Alyssa Cole. And in this book, we meet a young woman named Janita. And Janita lives in Florida. And she is more interested during the Civil War in participating in balls and thinking about, you know, who she's going to marry. And she doesn't really sort of ally herself with either the North or the South because she identifies more still as Cuban than American. Um, But in the midst of all of her sort of frivolity, um, she is approached by someone who says, hey, if you um, spy for the Confederacy, then uh, we will release your father from prison. So I guess if she loves her father, that's really a bargain she can't turn down. So she decides to spy for the Confederacy. And then she ends up um, being paired up on a mission with a man named Daniel. And have any of you read the Alyssa Cole, the the Loyal League books? Yes. So Daniel, 
um, was from the first book. He was um, he was the first love of Elle, who was the heroine in the first book in this trilogy. And he was um, taken by slavers and he was held captive and tortured and beaten and sounds pretty terrible. And then to add insult to injury for him after being turned down by his first love, L, and being, you know, subjected to this degradation, he was then released from captivity and rescued by the new man in her life. So what the hell? Not only is he, like, being rejected, but the woman who rejected him is having him be saved by the man she chose over him. So he's filled with bitterness and rage and all things toxic. And then he meets Janita. And the two of them on this mission give in to their passion. But yet what's going to happen to them is that ghosts from their pasts are going to threaten everything, including the freedom sought by the Union Army. So this book looks great to me. I'm very excited to read it. I think it's going to be a great way to finish off this trilogy. And it's called um, An Unconditional Freedom, The Loyal League, Book 3 by Alyssa Cole. And it is coming out on February 26th. Boom. A Hope Divided, <laughs> which is the second book, um, was my favorite so far. Yeah, I know. I It looked really good to me. It's about, um, that one is about the, the woman who um, ends up going to live on the plantation with her um, her sister who's white, correct? Yes. And she's like yes. a, she's like an herbalist or like a, um, yeah. a healer. Herbalist. Herbalist. <laughs> And yeah, the first one to me took some getting into um, uh, something union. But, An extraordinary but, union. But I really ended up enjoying it and some of the history and some of the, you know, I, I thought it was very well written. So I think this is going to be a great conclusion. I am excited. So my first pick comes out on February 19th. And it is called The Care and Feeding of Ravenously Hungry Girls by Anissa Gray. And this is compared to books like The Mothers by Britt Bennett, um, An American Marriage by Thierry Jones, and Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Eng. So this is the story of a family in crisis, the Butler family, who for so many years has been doing everything right. And they're the kind of people that you just, you don't think that anything bad is going to happen to them. They, they haven't done anything to draw like negative attention to themselves. They're just, you know, living their lives, doing all the right things. But one day the oldest sister and her husband are arrested under very suspicious circumstances. No one really understands what led up to this and no one seems to be willing to tell anyone about it so the two younger sisters move into their childhood home basically to take care of their older sisters teenage daughters while this whole like arrest is trying to be straightened out so this is um it's gotten a lot of praise and i'm very very excited for it it looks like it's going to examine just the whole like family structure and how people relate to one another as well as this sort of unfolding arrest and I think that eventually will lead to some kind of court trial. So I'm super excited for it. This again is The Care and Feeding of Ravenously Hungry Girls by Anissa Gray and it comes out on February 19th. And that looks fantastic. It's definitely on my TBR. So yes. when you said that title I really thought you were going to say by Molly Hart. 
Yeah, so did I. <laughs> because there's a book by her, and I know it's not anything like what you just described, but it's called The Care and Feeding of uh, um, something. Is it vampires. Stray Vampires? Or oh, yeah, I have that, actually. <laughs> yes. It was quite good, if you like Molly Harper, which I do. I love Molly Harper, so. <laughs> and I love little fires everywhere, so if it's anything like that, I'm here for it, because it sounds great. Um. So my first pick for this particular episode is a book by Wendy Walker, who I've never read, um, but she looks really great. It's called The Night Before. And in this book, we meet, uh, oh, shoot, I'm going to look up her name, Rose, I think. Yes, Rosie. Okay. We meet Rosie and Laura. And Rosie and Laura are sisters, but they're very, very different. And Laura goes off on a blind date and never comes back. She goes missing. Oh, no. So, obviously, Rosie is really distressed about this and starts looking into it. And then she starts to wonder, was Laura in danger? Or was she more dangerous than the person she was out with? Or was the person she was out with up to sinister things and, like, you know, caused her to come to a bad end or something? Um, So, this sounds really, really good. And I'm really excited to read it again. It is called The Night Before by Wendy Walker. And it comes out on a date I don't remember. May 14th. <laughs> May 14th. Okay. I was getting oh that my one God. That's my son's birthday. So May That's 14th. my brother's birthday. What? Yeah. Wow. That's great. Too long to wait for it, though. Sad. <laughs> so, yeah, May 14th. Um, the Night Before by Wendy Walker. Definitely check it out if you like a good mystery, psychological thriller type thing, as I always do. Walker's first two novels were so, so good. The first one, All Is Not Forgotten, um, was especially amazing. I just read it a couple of months ago. And I yeah, her it stuff looks so much. Great. I can't wait to read her stuff. I haven't read anything by her, but now you've got me with this book. Oh, you should. You should. My first book that I am so excited to read is actually a contemporary romance which you know I'm not a super always contemporary romance girl but I love this author Um, the book is called The Bride Test and it's by Helen Hong she's the one that wrote The Kiss Quotient and have any of you read The Kiss Quotient no no but I plan to it looks great okay so this author I feel like I read somewhere that she may also um have a diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder. I'm not positive so. if that's actually true, but I thought I read I that. I think that's true. And so true, yeah. the kiss quotient, which I know is not um, the bride test, but the kiss quotient is about a young woman who really wants to have a relationship. She has, um, she is diagnosed with autism and she has a lot of trouble with social situations. And also she has had a few sexual encounters and, just doesn't really understand what's so exciting about it, but she really wants to learn. So she actually pays an escort because she does very well in her field. She works um, like in the money field and she like does. So she's able to hire an escort and he ends up agreeing to see her a couple of times to kind of teach her about physical stuff, but also, about how to act around a boyfriend so that when she finds one, she knows what she's doing. But then, of course, you know, things happen. And the reason I am telling you about that book is because 
the main character in The Bride Test is a character that we saw in The Kiss Quotient, and his name is Kai. I think I'm saying that right, K-H-A-I. And he is the brother of, (laughs) I hate this, like, sister's cousin's buddy's aunt, but he's the brother... (laughs) He's the brother of the best friend of the guy that ends up with um, with the girl in the first book. So they're kind of loosely relate, you know, they, they kind of loosely go together. And he is, the, Kai is a guy that um, is also diagnosed with autism. Kai is a guy. Yes, Kai is a guy. It rhymes. And um, <laughs> he, he thinks he has no feelings. Um, unless, you know, irritation of people moving his things. He really doesn't like that. Um, but he's very happy when ledgers balance out correctly. That makes him happy. But he really struggles with deeper relationships and deeper emotions. And his family, they know um, that with his diagnosis, it's, it's going to be harder for him to meet someone. And he's just, I think he would like to meet somebody, but really just doesn't quite know how to move it forward so his mom takes things into her own hands and decides Uh to go to vietnam and bring back a woman for him and if it works out and if they like each other she can stay and marry him so she goes to vietnam and this is part of the i just would like to say this is part of the synopsis this is not my description she finds a girl who is of mixed race I don't really know what that means. I put it in quotes. And she's living in the slums of a city. And I'm so sorry. I don't know how to say these words. So I did not say what the city was called. And she thinks coming back to the United States, she's so excited to do this. And she thinks it'll be really good for her family. So she comes back and she meets Kai. And she's very intrigued by him and very interested in him. And actually, she starts to fall in love with him. But he is very concerned that he is not going to be able to return her feelings, you know? And so the book is about that. And how do you, how do you teach someone to love when they don't really understand what that means or they think they don't understand what that means? And I know I kind of get up on my little thing, but as somebody who works in the disability field, when I find books that portray a character with a disability, sometimes I get really irritated. But if this book is anything like, the kiss quotient Helen Hong does such a good job I when I saw this this was another squeal in my office moment (laughs) I was really excited so the bride test by Helen Hong is coming out on May 7th I can't wait for this book did you read the did you read the kiss yes it was so good yeah and it won best romance in goodreads choice it's so fun I saw that you guys it's it's really worth reading what inspired me to read it was that I was looking through best romance and I'm like, I don't think I've read a romance I really like. So I saw this one on the list and I kept seeing it on this best debut, best romance. It was nominated for so many things. I'm like, I have to read this. What is this about? And yes, it was so good. I enjoyed it so much. I'm so mad. I have to wait forever for the next book. I know. It, it was just a really good book. And speaking of waiting for books, the book I'm going to talk about, I wait for a new one every year and every year I finish it and get sad that I have to wait another year. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if it's because when I started reading them, a lot of them were out. Um, and so I was able to read one after the other, after the other, after the other, and then that's it. Then I had to wait. But this is called Never Tell by my favorite, the queen, the awesome, the wonderful queen of suspense, Lisa Gardner. 
Oh, also, she also has many other pen names, which I found, and all the books are on Bookshare. I have to say that, and I'm going to read them very soon. And um, this book is called Never Tell, Detective D.D. Warren, book 10. I can't believe we're on book 10 already, guys. Can you? No, I really like. No, I love this. I like D.D. Warren books, and I don't, like I said, I never read suspense, but I really liked a lot of the D.D. Warren books. Yeah, I love them. Oh, my goodness. I know. And, And ever since, I've had to wait, like for each book every year and it's so hard so this book really has me on my i have no idea what's gonna happen i never do but this one like really got me so a man is dead he's dead and he was shot three times but get this his computer it was shot 12 times oh, no. i've never really heard of such a thing <laughs> like i've heard of people wiping it spilling coffee on it but actually like shooting the computer i didn't know lead, that lead does yeah, more that's damage. wicked hate <laughs> But it, the story gets even more interesting. His pregnant wife is holding the gun. Oops. Jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, and she's not talking. And D.D. Warren finds out that this woman, his pregnant wife, is was involved in a case that she had where her father ended up dead the same way. So, of course, D.D. thinks this is not a coinkadink. Somebody can't possibly be involved in two murders the same way in the same style so she's going to investigate this and see what why this guy's computer was shot because that's for me that's even more puzzling than why he was killed i don't know why but i feel like maybe there's something in the computer and why his wife was holding the gun and is not talking and of course flora dane who has been other novels is following her and trying to investigate as well i just feel like she should just get her shield already and just you know do it but i love flora dane yeah i can't wait for this i know she's so raw and authentic in a way that is a little scary but real (laughs) at the same time so this is never tell I guess we're not telling <laughs> by Lisa Gardner, <laughs> Dee Warren book 10 and it comes out February 19th. So not too long, not too shabby. So we're going to depart from the world of the thriller for a while. And the next book that I am very excited about is called the last year of the war. And it's by Susan, Mitzner, who I just adore. Yes! I know. Cheer. Woo! And this book is being, it's coming out on, um, March 19th, and this book focuses on, it's, it's 1943, and it focuses on a 14-year-old a girl named Elise, and I'm sorry, I'm blanking on her last name, um, but she lives in Iowa with her father, and um, despite being a, um, and you know, she's aware of World War II, but kind of peripherally, you know, she's 14, she has other things on her mind, but despite her father being an American citizen for 20 years, um, all of a sudden it is decided that he must be a Nazi sympathizer and he what? is, um, taken to one of the internment camps. His whole family is in Texas. And so this young girl, Elise now is like living behind like barbed wire with, with guards. And it's a very bleak and, and depressing place. But the one bright spot in this whole ordeal for her is a young teen named Mariko. And she is a Japanese American from LA who is also you know, put in this camp and the, the two girls together um, just try to focus on, you know, what they will do after the war is over when they are able to go back and live their lives and resume, you know, being young women in America after the end of the war. And that's all I know about this book, but just based on that description alone, that's very compelling to me. I've never, I don't know much about the, 
the internment camps here in the States. Um, and so I think, you know, knowing how Susan Meisner has written other books before, I, I have a feeling I'm going to learn about some history that I didn't know about before. So again, this book is called The Last Year of the War by Susan Meisner, and it comes out on March 19th. Mark your calendars, friends. So my next pick is the second novel by Chanel Clayton, and it is called When We Left Cuba. This comes out on April 9th, and it tells the story of a Cuban exile who is living in 1960s Florida, and she was very, very badly affected by the Cuban Revolution, and she is looking for a way to regain some of what she lost. So her name is Beatrice Perez, and she is tasked with somehow infiltrating the social circle of Fidel Castro. Oh. And I really enjoy, I'm not like a big spy person if we're going to talk about like the spy thrillers that, you know, like Daniel Silva and what's that guy's name? Like John Le Carre, whatever he's called. Um, I'm not a big fan of those, but I like the like female spies of like World War II um, and so this one really caught my attention. I don't know a lot about the Cuban Revolution. Um, it's just not something that I have had the opportunity to learn a great deal about. So I'm really looking forward to reading this. I've heard wonderful things about Clayton's writing. Her, fir um, her previous novel is, what is this, um, last year, next year in Havana. And I've heard oh. great things about it. It's a dual timeline novel. And I am super excited for it. So again, this is When We Left Cuba by Chanel Clayton. And it comes out on April 9th. I'm excited about this. Yes. Um, a lot of the Cuban Revolution stuff I've read is nonfiction. So it'll be cool to read a fictitious account of it. And I don't know. I just think it's cool to have a lot of historical stuff that isn't World War II and World War One or British ball yeah. dancing. It's, it's nice to have something different. So my next pick is the newest offering from Claire McIntosh, which I'm really, really excited about because her books are great. I loved Before I Let You Go. It was my favorite of hers so far, although I've read all of them. So this book is called, um, oh my gosh. After the um, End. After the End, yes. Would you like after to the start end. the show? <laughs> Derailed. No, I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. Okay. Okay. So it was After the End by Claire McIntosh. And um, I don't have loads of information about this, unfortunately. The synopsis was the vaguest of vague things possible, even though it was like a couple of sentences. So basically, we see Max and Pip, and apparently they are the strongest couple you know. Ooh. Um, although we don't know that's them yet, so I don't lie. know that I agree. <laughs> and what? I said that's always a lie. It's true. Okay. Yeah, it is. But then they are faced with some sort of undisclosed life-changing decision, and ooh, they don't agree. And that's all I know. <laughs> so something bad um, happens. Something bad <laughs> happens. Yes, but I don't know what bad happens, but something ominous. Um, you have to read it to find out. So again, this is after the end by Claire McIntosh, and I believe it comes out in June. I want to say June twenty-fifth. June yes, June twenty-fifth. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, there we are. Okay, friends, no giggling at the title of my next book. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it is called 
feared necessities and it is by the amazing fabulous <laughs> fill my heart with joy penny reed is coming out in october there is no date and there is really no synopsis except for this is the long awaited by sarah <laughs> long anticipated <laughs> book about the brother billy winston and his claire oh my god i can't even stand it so um i like i said and i say this a lot i don't always love contemporary romance but for some reason penny reed i don't she just really is everything i want when i read a contemporary romance and this i've so i've read her knitting in the city series and i've also read um her winston brothers series which this book is the most will be the most current one in the in the um Winston Brothers series and all of the book about the Winston brothers have the word beard in it because they are all these Southern boys and they all have these beards, but don't worry. It's not a whole book that talks about like their beards. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like that's good. Cause I would be like, that would be weird. it's no. not like, you know, he pressed his lips to mine and his beard scratched my face or anything. Or like he took a bite of, <laughs> he took a bite of fried and, and it got sandwich. stuck in his yeah. beard. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no Hagrid moments. No, no, no Hagrid. But I just, I really love Penny Reed. If you're looking for a, some contemporary romance books that have just the perfect blend of like moments where you laugh and moments when you cry and characters that are really interesting and she continues to develop in, in books as they come out, I would highly recommend that you start the beginning of the Winston Brothers series, but that you read Beard Necessities by Penny Reed coming out <laughs> some random day in October. So this author changed publishers. So instead of publishing in April, this book is coming out in July. And I'm like very sad about this. But this is book Undercurrents by Nora Roberts. Yes. Her yearly, yeah. her yearly standalone. And, you know, I love Nora Roberts. I read all her books. Me too. And every year, she comes up with a... I don't know who writes her synopsis. And they have changed a little bit since she got into the St. Martin's Press now. But whoever writes them, they're always so captivating. <laughs> I always want it now. I agree. Yeah. Yep. So this book is about the power of healing and the power of speaking about... You know, we were talking about earlier how the perfect couple is always alive. Well, this book is about this. So... This kid, Zane, I think his last name is Bigalo or something. It makes me think of Gigolo, which is not good. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but that's how it's spelled. So um, everybody thinks his family's perfect. His father's a surgeon, his lovely wife, stay at home mom, him and his sister. They're ferreting, you know, they're in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina and they're ferreting their children to ballet recitals and piano recitals my favorite and sports and everything is perfect except it's not um his father seems to be abusive and has uncontrollable rages and his mother is complicit um i don't know if complicit means that she's you know has you know battered wife syndrome or if she is complicit i'm just saying that that's what the synopsis says and he is just counting down the days until he's 18 and he can just get out of there except there's one problem he can't really leave because he protects his sister she's smaller than him and he feels like if he leaves she'll be unprotected so he spends every day of his life warning her to be careful and doing the best that he can to keep i guess this family together except one night 
as things do, everything falls apart. We don't know what happens. I guess we have to read the book to find out what happens. But everything falls apart. And the perfect facade of the Bigelow family is cracked. I promise I'm not going to say Jigelow, okay? And <laughs> Good choice. And so we basically, it's it's a book where we follow them from childhood to manhood and womanhood. And we see how these two kids become adults and how they deal with their childhood and and make adulthood work for them away from the i guess toxicness that they grew up with and i love books like this and if anybody's great at writing them it is nora roberts so let's um you know there are some authors that make you wait a really long time for a new book and the author i'm going to talk about is um one of these authors i love Jennifer Weiner and I've loved her Yay. books. I know. I think. Yes. I love her. So yeah. Much. And I, I actually didn't know anything about her until I went to the theater. God, I was in grad. I mean, years ago, like 2000, I don't even know, two or three, Sarah, what would you say? We were, um, um, we were in grad school. That's all I remember. Yeah. And it was like two or three. And we went and saw <laughs> in her shoes at the movie theater and it was such a charming movie. And when we found out it was based on a book, we went to the library together and got, um, in her shoes. And then we also started reading Good and Bad. And so we've been reading Jennifer Weiner books for a really long time. And her memoir, The Hungry Heart. Yes. Um, loved it. I know. Yes, it's like one of my too. top reads of all time. I loved it so much. And she's sort of deviated from her typical books for a while. She's written a few, um, like, I'm, I'm guessing they're like middle grade or however. What, I don't know what the appropriate way to say that is. Like middle yeah, school middle age books. Middle grade, yeah. And so, um, so we haven't had a book by her in like I want to say about three years. The last one was Who Do You Love? Um, oh, that was so good. I loved that one. I know. I did too. I did but, not love that book. So uh, oh, there was just a scene in that book that was so vivid to me that I still yes. can't think about it. And I, it, it was about bullying and just the way that it happened. Yeah. Oh, she wrote yes. it. Yeah. I was in and that, that was scene. Terrible. It was terrible, but just so well yes. written. But anyway, it was we're very talking. well written. Yeah. But the book that is coming out, I love the name. Um, it's called Mrs. Everything, but Mrs. as in, um, a, oh my God, what's the proper, like Mrs. and Mr. Not, it's like a title, not um, like I am missing everything. And Mrs. Everything is about, and the synopsis is very vague on this book. All I know is that it's about sisters um, growing up who uh, this book follows them from the 1950s to the present. And it's about, amazing. yeah, and it's about choices that they make um, and very tumultuous tumult say the word for me tumult tumultuous tumultuous eras in history and and how um how they and i cannot wait to read it i love her so much i love the way she writes she just has this way of writing very raw and vulnerable things um that really appeal to me so um it is coming out on june 25th and the book i know right i oh. know oh. um and again, it's called Mrs. Everything by Jennifer Weiner coming out June 25th. So again, mark your calendars, friends, because I'm sure it's going to be a good book. So my last pick is totally different from a Jennifer Weiner book. <laughs> this is The Chelsea Girls, and it is by Fiona Davis. Yay! It comes out on July 30th. Oh, my God. And... I'm hoping it looks like it's going to be a little bit different from her other three. And I don't know if that's good or bad. So the 
so normally Fiona Davis writes about these historic locations in New York City. Um, and so the Chelsea Girls focuses on, of course, the Chelsea Hotel. Now, what I think might be different is I can't tell if this is dual timeline. Her books usually are, but I can't tell if this one is because the two women that we would normally see in different times are living like at the same time. So I'm not sure. This book spans um, the 1940s through the 1960s and talks about two women who really want to write a play. And they want to write it to, you know, have it actually be performed and be successful. So they're living and working in the Chelsea Hotel. But we also get to see how the communism and the the scare that was kind of sweeping through America in the 50s when McCarthy was in power um, affected not only, like, you know, we heard about in Hollywood when people are being blackballed because they were considered communists. So we're kind of aware of that, but we don't really know how it affected, like, the art scene in New York. And so that seems to be a lot of what she is talking about here. So I'm looking forward to it because I've loved everything else that Davis has written. Um, But I'm just not sure how this one is going to be. It it looks a little different, and I'm not sure, but I'm hopeful. So this, again, is The Chelsea Girls by Fiona Davis, and it comes out on July 30th. I love Fiona Davis' books, so I'm really anxious to read this and see how it is. My last pick for this episode is the uh, third installment in the Girl Meets Duke series by Tessa Dare. So oh. again, something totally different. <laughs> and it's called The Wallflower Wager. And uh, I have, again, very scant information about this. By the way, it comes out on August 27th. And um, this book is about Penelope. And I remember Penelope. So I have not read the first book. I've not read The Duchess Steel, but I did read um, the second book, in this series called The Governess Game, and it was really great. Um, I read it when I was having a really hard time, and I needed light-hearted stuff to read, and it filled the bill really great. But it wasn't, like, stupid. You know what I mean? It wasn't, like, frivolous and ridiculous. It was just great, like, Regency time period stuff. It made you happy in your heart at a time when you needed it. Exactly, right. Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so anyway, so this one is about... So in this trilogy we see these friends um that all start out living together but then ultimately they end up going off and finding relationships um and i've seen trilogy but this could end up being a cortex there's like a four person but i don't know um anyway so i saw penelope in the second book and i'm imagining we see her in the first book as well because you you read the first book right shannon the duchess i did i did did. okay you guys both did okay great um so in this book we see penelope and this is her book and penelope loves animals and she just you know she loves saving animals and all it says is you know will she be able to tame this this duke this animal (laughs) this animal guy yeah so that's all i know it's very vague but um i really enjoyed tessa dare's writing and i'm excited to check it out and see how a book about penelope is because i one thing that i found really compelling and neat about this series so far is the the friendship between these women and just the fact that they all kind of had their own things that they did and they they lived independently together in this house before they went off and you know had these various relationships and things but they they still stayed connected and I just I really enjoy 
the female friendship aspect of this um, series, as well as the romance, of course. Of course. So, again, it is called uh, The Wallflower Wager by Tessa Dare's Girl Meets Duke, book three, and it's coming out on August 27th. My final pick for tonight is called Summoned to 13th Grave. <gasps> it is by the amazing Dorinda Jones. Oh, I it love is her. I know, and it is coming out on January 15th, which yes! I mean, to celebrate this joy, my friends, there are two reasons to celebrate on January 15th. Yes, first there are. Is the first reason is that Dorinda Jones, Summoned to 13th Grave, is coming out. And the second one is that Stacy and I, our grandparents, are having their 70th wedding anniversary. Oh, oh my God. Now, That's amazing. Talk yeah. about love, okay? 70 years, and they still hold hands, and yeah. they are so amazing. Yes. So I'm sorry. We are not here to talk about my grandparents, but I just had to put that in there because oh, it's a pretty major nice. accomplishment. Well, yes. I want to talk to your grandparents and hear the secret. oh yes the secret is the secret is um don't sweat the small stuff is what they say and my grandpa will say um what does he say make Um, sure you have knee pads because you'll be spending a lot of time on your knees begging for mercy that's what he says (laughs) yes oh my right my grandparents smart man happy wife happy life exactly so (laughs) i am actually not going to talk about the synopsis of summon to 13th grave very much because if you have not read the first 12 books it will ruin everything because it is the final book so a lot of things are happening this is what i will say evidently it takes place a hundred years after the last book what? Whoa. I know. You, what? But I can't tell you why it takes place 100 years later. Don't worry. Charlie's in it. And okay. the amazing Reyes. I, I don't want to go into why because then you'll know what happened at the end of book 12. Because to be honest, I haven't read book 11 or book 12 because I wanted to wait for this one. And when I read um, a little bit of the synopsis, it kind of spoiled a little bit of book 12 for me. So I don't want to do oh, that to that. you guys. I know. I don't think. Well, they had to, they had to say it this way because to give you the synopsis but it just right. you know and this, this is a series that's been going on for quite some time and yes i i actually have to say that i'm the one that recommended it to you sarah yes you are stacy i was going to give you props but oh you, thanks uh, i did tooted be, your own horn you took that's right for yourself. i did i, I wanted to make sure <laughs> i got the credit but you know and there were some books in the middle that kind of yeah were so all over the place for me um, it made me feel like I had ADD just reading these books. Like I couldn't focus. And so <laughs> I, I took a little break from them and then kind of resumed. And I, I love this series and it's going to be weird that it's ending. Do you think Sarah? I mean, Oh, just, it's going to be yeah. weird. Yeah. I mean, and if you, if you have not read Dorinda Jones before, um, it's, it's a, a, a great series. I don't know. If, I guess you would call it urban fantasy. Would you? Yeah, because this it's is urban all, yeah. About the yeah. all the way, but, um, it's it's a book about it's a series about um a character named Charlie Davidson who is also the Grim Reaper but she helps good souls cross over and um there's like a whole amazing love whole amazing story with this most fabulous intriguing sexy deep interesting man Reyes Reyes. And so if you want to read this series, you need to start with First Grave on the right. This is not a series that you could like jump into book six no. and 
No. You have to read it from the beginning. I, I love it so much. All I the know. Things, like the quotes in each chapter. I'm like, man, oh, I know. Take all, if there was a t-shirt with all, of, all the Charlie Davidson quotes, it would be so awesome. I bet you somebody somewhere has created Charlie I Davidson t-shirts. Or something. I haven't found it yet, but when I do. Okay, well, maybe you bet. should invent that. And you could be so wealthy. So but this, when is the book? It's coming out on January 15th? Yes. And it Hi. is summoned to 13th grave. It is the final book in the Charlie Davidson series. I will probably shed a nostalgic tear when it's over because I've been involved in this series for so long. But if you have not read Char- uh, the Charlie Davidson series, you really need to start with First Grave on the right. so that, And you should start tomorrow so that by the time it is January 15th, you will be ready for Summon to 13th Grave. Well, speaking about urban fantasy authors, the final book I'm going to talk about is coming out at some point in 2019. It doesn't say the date. They're they're really, like, hanging me by a chain over here. Um, and it's called Spartan Promise by Jennifer Estep. Is it Estep? Estep? I have no idea. Estep, I think. I don't know, because some of the Audible people that present it, Estep. And then they say Estep. And yeah, I don't know. I haven't decided. I don't know. I haven't decided, but Spartan Promise by Jennifer Estep is the second book in the spin-off series to her Frost Mythos Academy books. And oh. these are young adults, and uh, these are great. Her Mythos Academy books are, Mythos Academy is a school for warriors. This is very, very heavily based on Greek mythology, and I love books based on greek mythology and this is so cool because basically everybody's a descendant um of these you know they're descended uh from god's armies and everybody had you know some of these people are champions for different gods and uh i'm not gonna try to butcher butcher the gods names but (laughs) it's a very greek mythology we've got spartans we've got um warriors um we've got musical musical people what do you call them Calliope? musical people uh, actors no 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 no. the Ooh. musical people as far as sirens as far as greek mythology where they can play the calliopes no oh, they can like what are play they the called? instruments i know that the spartans can make a weapon out of anything is that the spartans yeah the Athenians? People from Athens? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know, but, oh, well, you know, they've got all that stuff. <laughs> the minstrels they've got becoming talking, very confusing. They've got talking swords and beautiful libraries of antiquity. Oh my god, I want a protect, talking sword. How kick-ass would that be? <laughs> I know. Protective gargoyles and griffins and it's Ooh, gargoyles. Good. so good. And uh, I won't tell you about the synopsis of this book because it's a spinoff uh, and I would spoil Mythos Academy, but you'd have to start with um, First Frost and it's about uh, Gwen and she's a normal girl going to a normal school except she has this thing where she has psychometry, which means she can touch an object and find out what's, what's happening. Or, like, the history of the object, where it's been, or what's going on with it. And she's in school one day in the locker room, and she borrows this girl's hairbrush. And when she touches the hairbrush, she finds out that her, her stepfather has been abusing her. And, of course, as, you know, the good girl that she is, she goes and she tells. And somehow they find out that she tells. And um, it's not very – it doesn't end very well for her. And so her 
her grandmother decides to send her to the school where all the you know warriors are and there's a bunch of mystery and apparently her mother went there before her and she's descended from a goddess and she doesn't even know and it's just so much awesome i just can't tell you how good these books are so this is spartan promise it's coming out at some point in 2019 hopefully sooner than later it's by jennifer Eastep, and if you want to start this series in order these are not standalones you should start with first frost and it's out and all of the michael's academy books are out so you have a good six or seven books before this second one to read and i hope you like it as much as i did because they were so good <laughs> i can't stress that enough this has been a terrible episode for me because I have a huge stack <laughs> of things that I have like deadlines for, and now I want to read like Dorinda all of Jones these books and yep. Jennifer Stepp, and I can't, and I, I don't quite know how to cope with that. So that does it for us tonight. So thank you to Stacy and Sarah, and Jen and Natalia for sharing some of their most anticipated books of 2019. As always, thanks goes out to Christine for her fantastic editing that we would be absolutely lost without. And thanks to all of you who have been listening to the show. If you have something that you want to say to us, you can do that by finding us on Facebook at Book Bistro Podcast, or you can send us an email and that address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, please feel free to do that either on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you use to access the show. We would appreciate it very, very much. We'll be back next week with more fantastic bookities. And I hope all of you are staying warm and, of course, well-read. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.